Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Big Maple, on the move. To New York City. Wow. So I asked you this. I dropped James Paxton in a strategic bid at the end of the year in favor of ostensibly keeping Zach Grinke. Does this trade make that choice look better or worse or not not change it at all? I don't think it changes it at all. I mean, what, what pitcher has gotten better going to the Yankees? Who, what ace, That's a great what ace well, has gotten I mean, better going to the Yankees? You mean like off a trade? Yeah. I mean, because the, the Yankees have developed people. It's not like the Yankees. It's not like everybody gets strictly worse on I mean, the Severino Yankees. and Tanaka are their two best pitchers That's over the I'm last yeah. five-ish years. And yeah, and they're, they didn't, they're not like acquired in, the, in a, the same way that James Paxton is. So you don't think this is good for Paxton? Since this is going to be a bet box episode, which we'll introduce later, do you uh, do you care to throw out a comp to him? I mean, I think he's I think he's like number fifteen, sixteen. I would not be surprised if he was in the top twenty at the end of the year. I would be surprised if he was in the top ten. And there's a whole, I you, don't know how that you... that curve looks. That's an error function, right? Oh yeah, it's definitely an error function. Stop trolling me. I mean, I can see, like, top 18, I would take top 16. Sure. I don't know. So I'd place the over-under at, like, 17. You'd put it at 17? Yeah. I think he's going to be better than 17 on the player radar once you fold in wins, because I think he's going to back into wins. Um. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'd take that bet that he was worse than 17. You're going to say worse? Okay. All right. Put the over-under at 17. We'll... Over that can be a push. Scorigami. If yeah, have you heard of this concept? NFL Scorigami. The idea. The name is eh, take it or leave it. But the the visualization. If you go to nflscorigami.com. Right, right. So the Scorigami is just like to say, have has this score ever happened in NFL history? So four to three <laughs> has oh. has not happened. Still waiting on that one. Still waiting on that one. That would be an awesome. Just two safeties and a field goal. That's. I mean, waiting for it. Better would be the four to four tie. Five to three, though. That has happened. Yeah, good one. The nineteen twenty-five, the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets against your New York Giants. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> oh no! Uh, that's that's great. so awesome. There's some really good ones, but I mean, seriously, we can use this for better. Sure. Yeah, we can figure it out. We're supposed to use this for the over unders. You're definitely supposed to use this for the over unders. And I got, I was thinking about this because of the Monday Night Football game yesterday that everyone obviously should have pounded the over on. And Las Vegas apparently didn't didn't predict that. <laughs> no, that's the crazy part. Yeah, fifty four, fifty one. I mean, that's just totally insane. <laughs> 
All right, this week on the pod, we are going to dive into the bet box now that we have obtained the secrets of the bets that we placed this year. That's what we're going to do for the first half, and then in the second half, we're going to do a little bit of the meta bet box. Try and figure out why we found some of these guys so compelling, and evaluate what was interesting about the bet box and whether we can learn anything about fantasy in general from that. So here we go. All right, you were making fun of me a couple weeks ago because I had lost some of our bet boxes, and uh, now I, I have unearthed them, and uh, it's time. They're they're more than I thought. Although, you know, I think we found, we had some pretty good ones before, yep. but these are these are some really good ones. These are our long termers from the, mostly from pretty early in and the season. last season, right? Aren't there one or two from last season? and last season? That's right. So let's uh, let's just go through them without further ado. Oh, you want to do pitching or batting let's... first? Let's let's do pitching first. Let's hear it. let's hear it. All right. Well, you only like it because you know you won the top one. Uh, Vince Velasquez. I the over under was set at 199 and a half strikeouts for this year. Eric immediately took the under on it. Vince Velasquez 161 Ks. Eric won yeah, like zero. I think that's yeah, fair. Man. Yeah, uh, he got quite a few Ks, but I mean, I said that I didn't I didn't think he would get the innings to be able to get there. Blake Snell versus Aaron Nola. I had Blake Snell, you and Aaron Nola. Seemed like a really good bet at the time, right? Who knew? We were thinking that this was going to be like, you know, who's the who's a top 40 pitcher who's going to be borderline top 25. And yeah. all of a sudden yeah. it's, these are two top 10 pitchers. <laughs> yeah, I wish that we'd, I really wish that we'd bought them at like top 20 value. Yeah. Oh my God. Like that's something that's something that we should have done. So anyway, we're tied tied at one apiece. Eric won, Mike won here. How about this one? This is one that we're gonna punt for the future, but I'll just list it, re up it. Robbie Ray, me versus you, Darvish, you, twenty nineteen ADP. <laughs> How this is this one is aged interestingly. Yeah. Uh, so did I, did I make the, Did we make this before the? Wow, before the time for the TJ, um, man, Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray, yeah. Well, I'm interested to see yeah. where this goes, but I, I mean, I I'll I double know. down on it. I would say I would say that I'm a sixty-five thirty-five favorite right now. <sighs> yeah. All right, this one I love this one. I don't know how you set this line. So here's what happened. We were we were thinking about how to forecast wins. And you said, all right, how about just a random smattering of pitchers? So we come up with Steven Strasburg, Carlos Carrasco, Luis Severino, Justin Verlander, Quintana, Martinez, Keichel. And you say, sum them all together. The over-under is 102 and a half wins. Yeah. And I thought, come on, that's got to be an over. You're giving me seven pitchers. <laughs> seven pitchers, like 15 each. I can take the over on this. And then when I was totaling this today, you know, I started with Severino, ooh, 19, nice, okay, go. don't yeah. have to do that much more. And then, like, Carrasco, 17, nice, Verlander, okay. Like, ooh, Quintana only at Uh-oh. 13, Strasburg only at 10, <laughs> Keuchel's 12, Martinez 8. In case you can't do the math that fast, that's uh, that's only 95. It's only 95 wins. That's a big old suck it. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyway, Eric 2, Mike 1, <laughs> but... <laughs> That is so. That is so good. I love a one hundred two point five. I what was the number? Rich. I feel like you didn't go back and listen to any of this, right? <laughs> no, no. I if we we had um, 
Was this based on your numbers? No. I I think I, this was based on your numbers. Yeah. No, it was. <laughs> it was. It was based on my the predictor that came out of there. And I stood by that. 102.5, that seems totally legit. But I think that if you took this sample of pitchers in a different year, like, you know, a comparable set of pitchers, that 102 point, that the dispersion is probably pretty large in the sense that next year, if you re-realized this entire season, I think this group could easily get 110 wins. It's just that yeah, wins in general and were that's a little the, low well, this year. But that's sort of the point of of making the the bet is that it's like these needed they they needed to average, yeah. uh, they needed to beat over an average of 14.5 wins. So it needed to be 15 wins, and I think that's the way that it started was. It was 15 wins apiece, and you said no. And I was like, all right, well, how far do we have to go down for you to say yes? <laughs> anyway, we are, uh, we're tied at two apiece right now on the bet boxes. All right, how about this? Jake Odorizzi, you tossed out an over-under on 166Ks. I picked the over a little too fast, but he comes in 162. Got close. Oh, man, that's, that's close. That's pretty darn close. That's pretty darn close. All right, so Eric 3, Mike 2. Nice. This one is a little hard to quantify, and I'm ready for you to argue with me about this. You, while we're drafting, said one of these top 12 pitchers, one of the top 12 pitchers going into 2018 is going to be out for the year. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, that's not true. The closest that you oh, got boy. is that you Darvish appeared in eight games this year before he went down. He was a top twelve drafted pitcher. I can't give it to you that. I'm sorry. Okay, so there was no there was no pitcher. I feel like I did this because I, I said that I was gonna do research to be able to say like what the top twelve was. Um Oh, figure out what, what whether I had to go to ESPN or or like CBS. Or <laughs> well, so here's here's okay. Look, here is your you know our preferred aggregate fantasy pros top twelve going into the season: Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Chris Sale, Corey Kluber, Steven Strasburg, Noah Syndergaard, Jake Degrom, Carlos Carrasco, Severino, Verlander, Darvish, Grinky. Everyone except for Darvish on there. So what I have to say, what I. What I should have said, I know. What Go I should it. have said, I guess, I'll, I'll, I'll say that you won this one because what I was thinking was it was going to be like, I would have fought you if it was he started, he never made a start outside of April. Um, I agree. I would have allowed that. I what I guess I should have said was someone will have a season-ending injury before he can make an impact in fantasy, and that. Um, before he can make an impact in fantasy means that he hasn't been able to, you know, I don't know, get through a quarter of a season. Okay. You just gave me a definition in a definition, but you know, fair enough. No, no, no. I like, I lost that one. I admittedly just keep in mind. These bet boxes go on index cards. Okay. (laughs) Like it's, it's got to fit on an index card or I don't save it. Fair enough. So yeah, no, I, I was close though, I, and I think that's more often close. than not. I feel like I'm I'm going to be right. So I'll re up. I'll double down. I'll double I will down for this that. year. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. Give me your definition. Is going to be a top 12 pitcher is going to be out for the year before the end. Before, let's say, okay, we'll do it this way. Top 12 pitcher, ADP, ESPN, CBS, Fantasy <laughs> Pros, aggregate. Sure. It's going to be out for the year before the end of April. All right, how about this one? <laughs> ESPN Player Raider. This was a good tease, I thought. <laughs> you know, it, you picked Annabelle Sanchez, and I said Jaime Garcia. And we were so unconfident that we also said we both lose if Hector Santiago <laughs> does better than them. <laughs> it turns out only one of us had reason to really worry. <laughs> Which one? Yes. I, okay. I couldn't even click through enough pages to find Jaime Garcia on the ESPN Player Raiders, so I searched for him. I only have his number. Wow. <laughs> He's, he was minus 2.64. That is really something. Hector Santiago. And Anibal Sanchez, for all the times that we make fun of him and for how little we each want him on our personal teams, he, he managed 5.2. He was on my team for a considerable amount of time. That's incredible. I, I mean... Atlanta was a good fit for Apparently, him. Apparently, yeah. A weirdly good fit. And just to close the loop, Hector Santiago was minus 0.6. <laughs> so I almost gave myself minus half a point on that because not only was Jaime Garcia terrible, but Hector Santiago was also pretty bad. <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah, so, you know, well, here we are. Nice. All right. So pitching summary is you got four points. I got three points. We have one left Which over. You- and we made a okay. double down. Nice. It's never a good sign when we're recording and we're self-aware enough to know that we're not on track. But anyway, here's an outtake. Are you just staring at pictures of his eyes right now? I mean, could I end my night any better? Sure, they're bluish. I think, uh... Okay, we're really getting off here, but I, I like the severe bone structure for, for very the sharp, eagle guy. Very sharp. Yeah. yeah. And while while he's got while he's got a very sculpted jawline, it's it's just not it's not a quite jawline. Good jawline for the evil guy. How about on the batting side now? Nice. Let's do it. Pretty good ones here. Uh we we adjusted this line on the Giancarlo Stanton, but the original line was I said he was gonna hit over thirty nine home mm-hmm. runs. 38 i really i mean i really we adjusted the line after he moved to new york because i thought he was going to run away with it and well i i could give you more points but i won't eric one makes it get two yep how about this one this is an interesting one lorenzo kane plus 10.5 on the player raider versus christian yelich where plus 10.5 means he improves by 10 spots not that he's 10 spots worse (laughs) Always difficult. So their raw scores, Lorenzo Cain finishes 19 that on the player rater. Christian Yelich finishes 2 on That's the player much better. <laughs> Man. This one, I, this is this is like our Snell versus Nola one. It is one, as well. Yeah. Where we're both like, I don't know, they'll be in the 30s, right? Like, eh. 10.5 points. I mean, typically doesn't mean that much. But in when you're talking about someone in the teens and someone in the single digits, yeah. It, <laughs> It totally matters. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I, I was I was really convinced that one of these players was going to be... One was going to be in the 30s, one was going to be in the 40s. But they both... That yeah. team was so good this season. 
Can yeah. they repeat? Oh, that team was. No. I mean, I already put my money where my mouth is on it. But all right, Eric won, Mike won, tied. Yeah. How about this? Gene Segura, that guy. I said he's going to be over 300. Uh, You're like, there's no chance. How can Gene Segura do this? Dude just pulls it out of his ass every year. 304. God, it's, it's so crazy. Also, <laughs> what's really funny, though, is that I, and you did this with your team, I really thought that Gene Segura was going to lose his spot and that D. Gordon was yeah. going to take his spot. And, wow, that was, I picked the wrong horse there. It is amazing how fast D. Gordon's star fell with the Mariners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he just never... Never caught on, did he? No, he really didn't. And speaking of D. Gordon never catching on, Mm -hmm. we put this straight up one. This is another one that I don't think panned out like we thought it was going to. Billy Hamilton versus D. Gordon straight up stolen bases. (laughs) Billy Hamilton steals 34. D. Gordon steals 33. Yeah, boy. So you win this one. Love it, Billy. But, man, I don't think that's where we thought they were going to (laughs) finish. No, that, that is not good. We really thought that that was going to be someone's going to get 60, someone's going to get 50, and 30. Yeah. 34. That, yeah. Billy Hamilton. These are what not, the heck? Those are not stolen base specialist numbers. Come on, twins, trade for him so you can do the two oh, outfielder. I know. Routine. I found my notes on that again, trying to, pre- <laughs> trying to figure out if we could do that. It's a pretty good one. We can do it. So, I mean, but as a side note, these guys aren't stolen base specialists anymore that are ownable. They're not even ownable. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, they're they're ownable because a stolen base a week it still could be valuable, but they're not the specialists that you dreamed that they would be. Uh, end of year CBS rankings: Marcelo Zuna, okay, you versus Steven Piscotty, me. This one, mm-hmm. this one, I think turned out probably just about where we thought it would, except flipped. Marcelo Zuna finished eighty four. Steven Piscotty finishes seventy one. I think that's exactly what I pictured, and I think you pictured the opposite. <laughs> Well, I clearly thought that Azuna was going to be better. But I thought that Azuna was going to be a top 60 player. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, I would have hit that harder. I, I feel that. like Piscotti ended up exactly where I would have expected. And I would have yeah. thought that Azuna would have been 20 to 30 spots better. Oh, that's interesting. I was I was pretty sure that Azuna was going to be in, in that range. I also thought Piscotti you, would be there. I think, I mean, Azuna. You hate Azuna. I do hate Azuna because I had him on my team and he was really stinky and then I dropped him and everybody made fun of me. So now I hate him. And then he did well for a year and then he and then yeah. the year of Mike he did terribly. Yeah, exactly. So now I hate him. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's I I hold grudges, I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> Against fantasy players, so whatever. Yeah. Okay. Love it. <laughs> All right, so I'm up three to two right now. But you'll get a point back here. Mariners runs versus Reds runs. And I will say before I looked this up today. I was convinced I'd won this one. <laughs> I would have been convinced that as well. I, I do. How did the, the Reds score so many runs? I don't know. I don't know. Where did they score all those runs? Because they didn't win games. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened? So, the Mariners score 677 runs this year. Reds score 696. That is what? What? a lot of runs. That's a National League, baby. I, I mean, I guess. They just hand out runs. That was, I, I was very surprised by that. So, anyway, tied at three apiece. All right. We had, a, we had one where we did a draft where we picked we threw four players and we were trying to pick which one of these four was going to finish highest on the player raider and we did a snake draft. 
Oh, right. And this was of the players who were not um, signed yet. That's right. So these were players that weren't signed. So we went through Hosmer, Moustakis, Arietta, and Martinez. And then mm-hmm. we did a draft. I picked first. I picked J.D. Martinez. You got the middle two. You picked Arietta and Moustakis. And then I ended up with Hosmer. Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys is not like the others on the player. <laughs> <laughs> Only one of those players was able to ha- ha- contribute this season to the extent that they should have. Yes. Yes. That That is very true. Uh, Though I would say Moustakis would, should have ended the year as a top mm, top seventy five player if he had stayed in Kansas City. I don't he he stunk in, in a Brewers uniform. Yeah, I I do you think? I mean, I don't want to say that the Brewers were using him wrong because they used everybody else so correctly during the yeah. year. But why was he so such a different player this year? He had a kid. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt on this one. But that that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the reason. Oh, all right. Hosmer, I feel like was the the weak link in this anyway. And so because I thought Hosmer was the weak link, you made me do a second bat box on it. <laughs> Which was this is amazing actually. You made me you you said I only had to get two of the three on this. You gave me over okay. under on home runs i picked under 25 over under on batting average under 294 and over under six stolen bases i picked the over those were his 2017 numbers i i went i went under home runs under average over stolen bases i nailed it man i did it he went 18 18 home runs 253 batting average this year and seven stolen bases you know don't knock the stolen bases but What's going on wow. with Hosmer? Like, can can you, in good conscience, draft Hosmer next year? I mean, I probably will, but um, God, come on, no. buddy. <laughs> I mean, in a in a standard, that's those aren't ownable numbers. No, they're not. I'm up five to three right now. We only have one more in the bet box on the on the okay. batting side, so I'm sorry, but I'm going to win this one. But or on the batting side overall. But how about this one, Edwin Encarnacion? <laughs> and I'm 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 ready to double down on this one just before we even get started. <laughs> All right. Edward Nkarasian, you said he finished 58. So, you know, I'm going to predict that he, I'm going to make, I said he's definitely going to be worse than that. You said, no, no, he's going to be better than that. <laughs> Unbelievably, he finished at exactly 58 on the player editor. We could not have planned this any better. Wow. Wow. That's, that is crazy. So because we're bad at setting over underlines and we didn't pick a half on this, it's Well, push. I mean... <laughs> Because we're over our overconfidence is our weakness. Right? I, you got that right. Overconfidence is definitely our weakness. So that's a push, man. Oh, jeez, that's that's insane. That is insane. Wow. I, I mean, of all the rankings that he could have finished in, how how could I not also have just said fifty-eight and a half? I know, because I would have taken it easily. It would have been like, oh, oh come on. You could have gone down to like sixty, and I would have been like, oh, easily. Uh, okay. I'll give. How about this? I'll give you, I'll give you plus ten on his ADP for where he finishes. Oh, oh, can we have a cap? <laughs> <laughs> sure, you tell me. Go for it. You can put in the rules here. I would. Well, I would prefer there to be like a um, min of sixty. All right, plus ten, min sixty. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. But, you know, you did lose this on the batting side, so I'll give it uh, to yeah. you. If I, if I lost on the batting side in the year of Mike, yeah, I, whole world so, upside down. You know, I the reason that I kept track of these numbers this time was because I've been I've been pretty beat down on this in the bet boxes in the past. I and I'm not afraid to say it. So I don't know if something if some corner's been turned or what, but our total overall here out of 15 bet boxes, still one outstanding. I got eight, <laughs> you had seven points. That's why I have to I have to get this double down. You about ready to wrap this sucker up? I am. And I just want to, you know, Thanksgiving's this week, always exciting. I was thinking about our review sessions from last year about food. Then I was thinking about how we watch all the movies this year. And I'm mad at the missed opportunity. We should have been eating all of that food the week before last year. We shouldn't have. That's part of why I was. Man. Yeah. We botched that one. Absolutely. I kind of want to do it. Well, we talked about, like, doing, like, finding a sushi burrito. (laughs) Yeah, but it's yeah, always harder than it was already always harder than you would expect because it was like one week you'd do corn and then like the next week it would be like, you know, I don't know, a lingonberry pie and it's like, uh, where am I gonna find that? <laughs> All right, so I mean, we obviously have to do it within tolerances, but mm. yeah, I guess I guess you're right. It's not like the it's not like the digital, the movie era where we can get any movie at any time. No, a lot, a lot less. Yeah. So I think they're going to cut this short a little bit and just flip it over to the review session because we just, you know, new movie, new nerd fantasy movie is out. So we just have to talk about it. Fantastic Beast 2. I have a lot of feelings. My favorite tweet, I'll just say right off the bat, that I saw on this was somebody saying, I've always wondered what it would have felt like to watch a Harry Potter movie without reading the books. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. The answer is this movie. Yeah, exactly. It feels very, as you said, which you described it perfectly. This movie felt like a movie adaptation of a book. I think, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, I can slowly piece it all together. But man, as the movie was happening, like, the things that were underdeveloped, I found really frustrating. Like, it's really rough to introduce Nagini and then not I know. We've, we've been having a debate over the, the text massage that um, Johnny Depp does creepy really, really well. It's true. But, like, is he really the right Grindelwald? Grindelwald needs to be charismatic and have people that actually want right. to follow him, not just out yeah. of power. They actually mm-hmm. want to follow well, him. Yeah. I mean, there is some... No, because I, I think Voldemort is the, like, people are just with him because they're like, okay, if we're not with him, we're going to get yeah. destroyed. But Grindelwald is like, okay, I'll be with him because I actually find his ideas The precursor. The, um, yeah. There's charisma to him. Um, and I don't really feel like Johnny Depp has it. it. Just has a creep vibe. Now, who who would be a good replacement? There's a lot of people, and the really thing is, like, it has to be in like Jude Law's class of actors. Okay, first of all, I kind of take issue oh, to the idea that Johnny Depp and Jude Law are in the same. I age know class. they're a decade different. 
they're they're pushing the. But at boundaries. the same time, I mean, like in terms of our. Well, no, yeah, no. You knew in by Gattaca, Gattaca Jude Law was new, and yeah. Johnny Depp had been around since prior to what's eating Gilbert Grape. I have to say, we talked about a few. Then we settled on one, and now I'm totally blinded, and I can't think of anybody else. So if you have other ideas, you're going to have to share them before I tell you the one that I want. No, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's right, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's wrong. But now we're blinded by it. The answer is Michael Fassbender. Of course. Of course the answer is Michael Fassbender. And I just keep thinking about his creepy performance in Prometheus and whatever that other aliens adjacent movie was yeah. <laughs> and man he's creepy but in like a in like a unique way but i mean he's also magneto so perfect magneto. We know I that you can do it think... i don't like that you released my um jamie lannister like so easily like he would be just blonde hair blue eyed got that i th- well first of all i don't Danish think that he thing would do going. it because i think that i think that they're not going to position him for roles like that with like this game of the game of thrones turn that he's probably going to make mm, yeah well i don't know i understand what you're saying i don't totally agree with it but would you like to see jamie lannister as grindelwald instead of johnny depp do you think that would be an improvement do they have to keep the contacts no they could probably do something that was a little less jarring okay. if they could do something that's a little less jarring then yes i'm in because well, then it would be you'd be putting a darker contact over a blue eye grindelwald also has to be continental is one of the things that i think they were both again in on kind of dancing around but yeah he does i mean <laughs> if there was if there was a good german actor we'd be in business <laughs> Well, that's that is half of Michael Fassbender. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. What are we gonna do this week? It's a holiday week. Oh boy, I think I know what's coming. Do you? I'm so excited to find out if you know. It's been a long time. We gotta close the loop, man. ROTK. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. I. <laughs> Dude, it's it's perfect. It's a holiday week. It's been a long time since Fellowship and Two Towers. We gotta do it. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!